You are listening right now to Pages Turning. The question is whether that capability is quote-unquote turned on or not. I actually had my laptop with me at that meeting, and as soon as they said that, I turned the relay back on. (laughs) One of the biggest misconceptions is that when you turn on a filter, it's a black-and-white scenario. Any reason to turn the oven on, right? So I just turned it on to preheat, and I didn't even look because he was throwing all kinds of things in the oven. (laughs) There's another person who we were transferring video, and she didn't know it was on it, and it turned out it was her father and her mother and her as a child. Just to kind of get the wheels turning. It was these kinds of projects that um, I think we, we intended to kind of get the wheels turning. You are listening right now to Pages Turning. Quote, unquote, turned on. Turn the relay back on. <laughs> when you turn on a filter. Turn the oven on, right? Turn out it was her father and her mother. Get the wheels turning. Turned on. Turn the relay. Turn on a filter. Turn the oven on. Turn out it was. Wheels turning. Turning. You are listening right now to Pages Turning. Nothing lends more weight than the passing of time. With this episode, I'm remembering a year gone by. I'm marking time that feels both longer and shorter than a year. Is one minute really equal to any other minute? To be frank, I'm skeptical. This is Library Bytegeist, a collection of audio stories from the libraries, archives, and museums of New York City. I'm Molly Schwartz, and this podcast is brought to you by the Metropolitan New York Library Council, where the libraries and archives of New York come together to learn, share ideas, and collaborate. It's been exactly one year since we posted the first episode of Library Bytegeist. Happy Bytegeist birthday. Happy birthday to Bytegeist. A lot has changed in the last year. I moved to New York. I'm actually brand new to the city. Metro moved offices. You found out when you moved here that we were moving. The Metro Fellowship started and ended. It's Molly Schwartz here. My name is Katie Martinez. Hi, I'm Karen Huang, and I'm the third Metro Fellow. We started this podcast. We're trying to practice what we preach here at Metro and uh, tell our stories through audio as well. Reflecting back on the last year, I'm struck by how unlikely it is that I ever ended up living in this city and making a podcast about libraries. How did that happen anyway? Let's remember together. My dad drove me up to New York City from Maryland. It took us about five hours, plus a little extra time for Sunday traffic. We double parked on a sleepy street in Bed-Stuy. He helped me unpack my two duffel bags. It took us about 15 minutes total. And then he gave me a hug goodbye. Thanks, Dad. Love you, Molly. Love you. But wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's not actually how this story started. This story started with a YouTube video. You are listening right now to Pages Turning. What's the book? What does it say? You don't know, and it doesn't matter. What matters is what these sounds make you feel. I can tell you how the sounds of the pages turning make me feel. They give me tingles that run down the back of my head. It feels like my brain is being massaged by sound. It helps me relax and makes me feel a little bit sleepy. And that's exactly what this video is supposed to do. It's one of thousands of YouTube videos that have been uploaded by creators from around the world. They're called ASMR videos. It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And people make them to help other tingle heads like myself relax and fall asleep. 
There may be a whole generation of podcasters who came of age listening to This American Life, and another generation who came of age listening to Radiolab. But I had never listened to these shows. ASMR videos are what helped me discover the power of a voice and a microphone. ASMR videos are the reason that I fell in love with audio. Let me explain a little bit. I'll start by taking us back one and a half years. It's May of 2016, and my life was a mess. I was having major episodes of insomnia. I found ASMR videos, and they helped me fall asleep. And it was during this time of my life that I got a fateful Skype call from an old friend of mine. I actually think it started before then. That's Margot, the friend on the other end of the Skype call. My name is Margot Padilla, and I'm the Archival Solutions Manager here at Metro, and also the coordinator for the Metro Fellowship, which is what brought you to Metro, what brought you to New York, really. Margot jumped in the audio booth with me at Metro to help me tell the story. Because you're the queen of fellowships. I sent you our initial idea about how to structure the fellowship just to get your initial feedback because you had been through so many application processes. I looked at the project proposals for the Metro Fellowship, and I was struck by one in particular. It was from the Art Resources Transfer, and they were looking for new ways to help people engage with their print materials. As I read this proposal, I felt the start of an old, familiar feeling. My heart started to race. I got up out of my seat and started pacing around the room. It was the irresistible pull of a new idea. Because I realized, here are these videos I've been watching, with millions of views, of people who are just turning the pages of books. And then here was an organization that was trying to find ways for people to interact with their books. So that decided it. I thought there had to be something in this whole audio craze. I put in an application. My project was selected, and I moved to New York. Luckily, I wasn't the only one dreaming of an experimental technology space for libraries. Nate Hill had been dreaming of one as well. Nate first started bringing up the idea for the studio pretty soon after he was hired as the new executive director. That's why they brought me on as a fellow. But there was a problem. Your project proposal was to like build this storytelling media center uh, in our office space. And then you found out when you moved here that we were moving and would be shuttered for a couple months at the time. I was told we would be moved into our new offices in November. As construction always does, it, you know, another month and then another month. And then we didn't move into the new space until March. So your project kind of shifted. I had just moved cities to work at Metro, and now Metro was moving. As we were moving out of the old office space, we had to box up and label things that we wanted to be able to access during the move. So right after our fellowship orientation, Margot took me to a back storage room and opened up a drawer. Inside, there were three Blue Yeti microphones. It turns out that Metro used to have a podcast. Margot asked me if I wanted to keep the microphones and do something with them until we could set up the studio. The podcast was born. Hey, Carrie. Could I talk with you for a minute in Nate's office? Hey, Nate, is it okay if I come in? I'm gonna see how it sounds in here. I'm being monitored. Yeah, clearly. There's some kind of surveillance happening. Yeah, I can sit here though, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, sit in there. Do you feel like when you're having a conversation with me and you have a microphone and headphones on, you have different like facial expressions and body language? 
Do you think I do? I do a little bit. It's really <laughs> interesting to watch. Awesome? I mean, no, yeah, it's are, are we <laughs> acting different? I think I do get a little bit into like interview mode, yeah. and it yeah. makes me feel oh. powerful. <laughs> <laughs> it is powerful, right? Like, it yeah. Is. I'm like, I have control over how this conversation <laughs> Holding the microphone does make me feel powerful. Because stories hold power. They're how we communicate with each other, how we create meaning out of chaos, how we're remembered through time. Libraries and archives are keepers of these records, these stories. And as such, they are sites of power. Part of the point of this podcast is to open up facets of these institutions, talk about what they are and how they work. But so I've been thinking about how to move forward. And I was thinking that I would do this one last Library Bikeist episode and then wrap this up as a season and take a few months off and kind of do like a total structured Just reboot. Just a few months off the podcast. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Plus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like find yourself <laughs> in the desert somewhere or something. No, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm not going to find myself in a desert. But I do want to take this episode to say a small and temporary goodbye. This will be the last episode of what I'm calling the first season of Library Bytegeist. We're going to take a short production break to get things in order, and we'll come back to you with new episodes in 2018. The difficult thing about life is that things are always moving. I ride my bike over the Brooklyn Bridge on the way to work. My feet move the pedals, the pedals move the bike, the bike moves my body. My ears capture the sounds of the pedals moving the bike, moving my body over the bridge. This constant movement changes the air pressure, vibrating our eardrums, creating sound, creating meaning. And the meaning is all we have left to remember the movement. Each passing second is a tiny movement, full of tiny sound waves. Tiny waves, goodbye, and on to the next. Library Bitegeist. <laughs> Bitegeist. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yes. 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 Everyone should listen to Library <laughs> Bitegeist. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Well, now my sister Kelsey knows the name of the podcast. Do you have friends or family or coworkers who you think should know the name of the podcast? If so, you should send it to them. And if you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe to Library Bitegeist on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. A huge, huge thanks to the entire Metro team for their help editing this episode and for their support throughout this experience making an experimental library podcast. Thanks to Margot Padilla and Carrie Willett and Nate Hill for being willing to be interviewed for this episode. And thanks to Laura Forche for her special care and editing help. And to all you library listeners, there are some other great library podcasts out there that hopefully will satiate you until we start coming out with new episodes again. Until next time. 